Hello and Happy New Year. In the prior episode, I wished everyone a Happy New Year, but for people who didn't listen to that, I don't think it's too late to do so now. This is Howard Breyer, and you're listening to episode 18 of the podcast, Welcome to Neuropathy Land. At the end of episode 17, I was about to undergo a second round of IVIG treatment for my recently diagnosed anti-mag neuropathy. There were no positive results after the first round of treatment in early August. At the follow-up visit with my neurologist in mid-September, I was a bit surprised when he was recommending another round of IVIG rather than rituximab, which is somewhat more effective, though still not effective for the majority of people. I asked him if the IVIG failed again, would he try rituximab? He said to focus on the IVIG for now and cross the rituximab bridge when and if we got to it. My second round of IVIG differed from the first round in that it was going to be at home, not in the hospital, and for three days instead of five. It was scheduled for October 1st through 3rd. A couple of days before that, a few large boxes were delivered to my home with all of the materials for the treatment. The nurse who administered the treatment came early on the 1st and was very efficient in setting things up. The actual infusion into my arm started about 30 minutes after she arrived. Although I was getting the same amount of infusion per day as the first go-round, the device to set the speed of the infusion was set at a much faster rate. So instead of taking four to five hours, it was to take only two hours and 15 minutes per day. We were finished for the day by 11 a.m. The nurse was very kind and pleasant to talk to. We talked most of the time the IVIG was being administered. The second day was a repeat of the first. On the third and final treatment day, it was the same, however, with a different nurse. She was also very efficient and personable, though not as talkative, no problem. Overall, it was much nicer to be at home than at the hospital. Once the treatment was complete, I made a follow-up appointment with my neurologist. There was no opening until December 14th, about 10 weeks after the treatment. I was hoping for an appointment sooner as my condition, especially the numbness, was still deteriorating. Through October, I was continuing to decline. So at the beginning of November, I wrote to my neurologist to ask if he could prescribe the rituximab treatment even before I was to see him in mid-December. My neurologist has no system to communicate directly with him, so I had to email a staff member who would ask him. The response took about a week, and as relayed by the staff member, it was a one-word response, no. Through November and early December, the decline continued. Finally, the day of my appointment arrived. Last summer, the neurologist seemed to be a little hesitant about prescribing rituximab because of the possibility of serious side effects. However, I went into the appointment thinking there were two possible outcomes. More likely was that he would prescribe the rituximab. 
less likely was that he would not. Therefore, I was kind of thrown for a loop when he said he didn't feel comfortable giving it to me, but if I got an opinion from another neurologist who did recommend it, he would prescribe it. He also said that if another doctor was okay with it, I could either stick to that doctor or go back to him. I took that to mean he really didn't want to see me anymore, though my husband Don thought that was not the case. For good measure, the neurologist added that he was now almost sure I had anti-mag neuropathy, but not 100% sure. It wasn't my immediate reaction, but after a few days, I got upset with the neurologist. It's my experience after seeing a number of neurologists that there is a long time between making an appointment and getting one measured in months, not days or even weeks. All the time, my steady decline. He could have said before the first IVIG treatment that he would want a second opinion before trying rituximab. In the meantime, to save time, I could have set up an appointment to get the second opinion. If the IVIG worked, I would have canceled that appointment. More certainly, he could have said the same at the time of the second IVIG treatment. And for sure, he could have said that when I wrote the note to him in early November that the second treatment was not working. None of that happened, so I had to scramble to make an appointment in mid-December for some time in 2024, wasting much time. So as I like to say, a good stopping point. Listen to future podcasts for the next steps, what the next steps were and possible future plans. Thanks for listening. Take care and be well.